Hi, I'm Matt Pacelli with the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to our Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. For the month of February 2021, we're sharing new episodes every week, and we're focusing on black stories, which is to say stories of black golfers involved with the game across the state. Our guest this week is Ashley McLaughlin. Ashley is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications for Youth on Course, the national nonprofit dedicated to opening doors, supporting dreams, and transforming the lives of young people through opportunities on and off the golf course. Ashley isn't actually in Virginia, but has been involved with the launch of our partnership with Youth on Course within the last few months, and great support to me as we roll out the partnership here in the Commonwealth. I'm excited to share Ashley's journey in the golf industry and how Youth on Course will transform lives in Virginia and across the country. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Ashley McLaughlin. Well, today I'm excited to have the opportunity to talk with Ashley McLaughlin, and Ashley is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications with Youth on Course. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Matt. Excited to be here with you. Thank you. Tell our listeners more. I gave them your job title, but (laughs) tell them more about who you are and what you do. Sure. Yeah. So um, I have been working within the golf industry now for, gosh, I think now it's technically 13 uh, years. And before joining the team at Youth on Course, I spent all of my tenure with the LPGA. So really working in um, the women's and sort of youth uh, space, primarily on the nonprofit side. And my background is, is really in uh, marketing. And so I've been really fortunate to be able to focus on um, initiatives that'll help bring more people to the game of golf through the use of, of creative marketing. And that's uh, what my focus is now with, with Youth on Course. Um, it's a nonprofit. It's been around for, this is actually its 15-year um, anniversary. And the focus of Youth on Course is really providing affordable access and really access, frankly, in general, to more young people to join and enjoy um, this game. So uh, we do that by subsidizing rounds of golf so that our members never have to play or pay uh, more than $5 to play and enjoy the game at our participating golf courses. Um, but we also uh, add another layer of that um, and provide access to work and opportunities and exposure to the careers that are available in golf. So we offer an internship program and a caddy program, both of which offer subsidized um, salaries, right? So for kids who are looking to get their first time job experience, we think the golf course is a great place to do that. And for golf courses who want to bring kids in, who may not have the budget um, to to provide them with jobs, we make sure that those opportunities are available. Um, And then sort of the third pillar of Youth on Course is our scholarship program. And we award just about uh, $250,000 in scholarships to Youth on Course members every year. When you and I first spoke, probably in the fall, I felt like we were kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and you maybe didn't feel that way because you speak of do- you speak with dozens of people in positions like mine across the country at any given time. But your desire for communicating the benefits of golf and of youth on course is so exciting. And that's been a big part sort of of my role in my year now with the Virginia State Golf Association is bringing youth on course to Virginia 
and how that's going to look and how we're going to provide opportunities. Um, it's so exciting. I would just love to hear a little bit about the expansion of Youth on Course, mm-hmm. uh, some of the goals that you all have for 2021. And Virginia was a little bit ahead of how some of those things are going to go as national youth on course organization goes, but it's still a big part of that. And so I'd just like to hear about some of the goals that you all have for 2021. Yeah. So youth on course was started in Northern California and grew out of the Northern California golf association. That's really where um, our organization's roots began and working with allied golf associations like the NCGA, like the Virginia State Golf Association is in in large part the primary driver for how we've been able to grow and succeed. And so, you know, working with groups who, you know, also see the need for providing affordable access to the game, uh, who have relationships with golf courses, who have relationships um, with golfers in their local region, in their state, um, has really been a huge catalyst and driver um, for communicating the value of Youth on Course to all of those really important groups who need to know about it and um, see the benefits of being able to participate in a, in a program like this. You know, at the end of uh, 2020, I think we were tech, we were in about 37 states across the country, which is, which is pretty good considering, you know, we haven't been a law around that long. Um, our roots have been in the Northern California area and have grown tremendously in that region. And, um, and, and Youth on Course, for all intents and purposes, is really a grassroots organization, right? So the, the model was built in Northern California. Um, there's plenty of time for other areas of the country, golf, you know, golf professionals to see that this really simple um, idea, this simple business model was making a huge difference in the NorCal area. And they wanted to latch on and be a part of that and and do the same thing um, in their area as well. And so those relationships that we've had have really been the, like I said, the driver and helping to make sure that affordable golf is available for kids all over the country, you know, not just uh, NorCal. And so um, actually just this or earlier this week, um, or last week, excuse me, we announced that we are now going to be expanding to all, all 50 states. So now kids across the country uh, will have the chance to gain access to the game of golf um, for, for, for a little bit less. Like they won't have to pay as much um, and they'll be enjoy, able to enjoy more of the game um, through the subsidies that we provide. Now, you and I know the sort of operations inside and out. But let's walk through sort of how it all works. How do I join Youth on Course? How do I find a course where I can play for five dollars? Mm-hmm. Walk us through a little bit of that if you can. Yeah. Well, it's it's really simple. It all starts on our website. We try to keep things pretty simple, both for uh, members who are interested or prospective members who are interested in being a part of of YOC. Um, in addition to courses who want to come on board and, and provide um, YOC members with access to their facilities. So those who are interested can visit our, our website. It's youthoncourse.org. Um, there's a big, big button on the top of right-hand corner of the website that gives you information on, on how to, or well, really just click um, to join. And from there, um, it's as simple as signing up on, on our site. And what's really nice is it's not just joining 
um, this community of, of young people who are all across the country, you also get to join your state and regional golf association, right? And so you are embedded into a local community of other golfers in your area um, that you can play with. And um, as you know, Matt, the Allied Golf Associations offer a number of other really great benefits um, for joining, including one of those is, is tracking your handicap, right? So as you are um, going out to play, you know, more because you have YOC uh, membership and you're playing more rounds, you can actually track and keep score uh, and, and um, measure how you're improving over over time, in addition to having that nice built-in community uh, of other golfers in your area. So, um, you know, it's super simple, both for, for members, in addition to courses, the process is pretty similar. We have information online for courses that are interested in getting involved as well. Right on youthoncourse.org, you fill out a, a course um, interest form, and a member of our team will get in touch with you and, and help uh, explain how it works for the facility operators too. Yeah, and at the time of recording this, we have 23 or 24 courses on board awesome. in Virginia, and that list is growing pretty consistently as we work with courses to find windows and, you know, sort of how it fits into their business model, mm -hmm. but also really how it fits into their belief of expanding golf and expanding accessibility to golf. Um, there are two membership options that we have with the VSGA. If you follow the route that Ashley had laid out a little bit, there's a way to join through the Youth on Course site. That's a $20 fee uh, for membership to Youth on Course in Virginia, which gets you access to all the Virginia courses, but also the 1,400 other plus courses mm -hmm. across the country. You know, what's in really unique about Youth on Course is that it crosses state lines. And so it allows you to take your Youth on Course membership, which is your app, your youth on course app on your mobile phone or your parent or guardian's app and um, on their phone and go visit someone and play a participating youth on course for a youth on course club for $5 or whatever their fee is. The other membership rate that we have with the VSGA is through the junior golf circuit, which is a $55 fee, which if you join the junior golf circuit, which gives you access to the competitive events, about 100 plus that we have throughout the state during the year, um, you get a junior golf, you get a youth on course membership with that as well. So those are the two ways to join here in Virginia. And it just kind of depends on your competitive future and what you might see for yourself as to which might be better for you or your child. Ashley, what have you heard during 2020, like during COVID? Because in my research, this has been so much fun because my research with Youth on Course began at about, you know, February of 2020 and not COVID wasn't entirely on the horizon, or at least the scope of what was going to be. And I was talking with other allied golf associations about what they'd seen from youth on course and what some of their projections were. And they had projected growth in 2020 and more rounds played. But what what actually happened? Uh, well, that magic ball was correct, <laughs> for sure. Um, certainly, we grew in the number of, of young people um, who joined Youth on Course in 2020, we had 30,000 um, new members uh, join YOC last year. And the number of rounds of golf played 
nationwide amongst those members doubled, right? So over 400,000 rounds of golf were played, at least logged um, by YOC members last year. And we heard, well, those, the numbers are, are great to hear, right? Because we, we, our, our mission is really rooted in making sure that the opportunity is there for kids. Um, but last year they needed that more than, than ever, right? Golf was one of the few safe activities, um, that people could participate in. And for everybody, young people, especially, you know, dealing with all of the life changes, the cancellation of, you know, what seemed and felt like everything, having to navigate school and, and those changes and, and pressures, um, last year was really difficult for a lot of young people. And we heard from YOC members pretty regularly throughout the year that golf was um, the one thing that they could look forward to, that their safe haven, their opportunity to get outside and to feel, you know, a little bit of peace and, and, and a bit of normalcy as well. And, um, you know, that that is, at least for me, you know, I just I joined the YOC team in March, literally a week before the NBA <laughs> canceled their mm -hmm. season. Um, and so, you know, I had to be a quick study at that point in in both kind of understanding the business. But it was um, really gratifying to hear from both members and parents, the value that they saw youth on course having having in their lives and how and how grateful um, they were to um, this nonprofit for for helping to to make those opportunities possible. It's such a great way to kind of break down one of the big barriers that has existed in golf for a really long time of affordability mm -hmm. and also access and to be able to go out with your child and it's something like forty to fifty percent of rounds that are played are played with an adult mm -hmm. that is that is with them and you know i think it's important that people understand this isn't some sort of glorified babysitting service of drop your kids off at the club and then they go just play golf for this rate and they kind of tear the course up that's yeah. not at all what happens no. and there is um in that welcome package and in the uh joining process some types of work that those members need to do as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. We ask that all of our members take a course readiness quiz, right? Before they can unlock um, their YOC member app to actually get out and start playing golf. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty quick, um, you know, quiz. It's not a huge um, burden, um, but it does test and make sure that they're comfortable, you know, and confident before they get out um, on the golf course with both, you know, the standard rules and etiquette and how to carry themselves um, when they get out on on the course. So, you know, we do want to make sure that that they are enjoying themselves, that they have um, an opportunity to to socialize and have fun and spend time with whether it's their their parents, um, grandparents, or or friends. But we also want to make sure that they're learning um, and understanding. Um, you know, for lack of a better term, like the decorum of, of being a golfer as well. Mm -hmm. This type of work of bringing people to golf has sort of been your career, has sort of been your, your life's work. Tell us a little bit about that and, and the passion that you have for that, because I think that's really exciting. Thank you. And, and yeah, you know, it's, it's partly it's partly intentional and it's partly by, by accident. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, 
I was brought to golf. Uh, I started playing when I was 10 um, through a junior program here in Orlando um, that caters to minorities, introducing um, minority kids to the game of golf. But I wasn't interested in golf itself. I, I, we had some family friends that were um, a part of the program and had invited my sister and I to, to come and play golf. And I assumed that they meant putt-putt, right? I was just like, sure, you know, that, so- that sounds fun. You know, I definitely wanted to do that showed up and it was real, real golf. Um, and, you know, I had an amazing time kind of learning and growing through um, that program. It made me more comfortable, you know, showing up to a golf course um, because it gave me sort of the foundational skills, the, the basics of, lear- of understanding the game. But it also gave me a space to be around other young people who looked like looked like me, right? So friends and um, people I could relate to um, as well. Um, that experience of of benefiting from you know a nonprofit number one, a junior program that really focused on um, underserved and underrepresented kids and gave them a safe space to learn and grow, so that we when we did go out on a golf course where we were going to be um, the minorities, we had the confidence in our skills and our knowledge of the game to show up, you know, with pride. Um, that is really fueled a lot of what I, what I do, right? Um, I started at the LPGA right out of, out of college and my focus at the time was in tournaments, um, and, uh, and member services with the LPGA professionals. And that was an incredible learning experience. It gave me an opportunity to work with, my goodness, some of the most passionate, um, people I've met in the golf industry um, who are working at the ground level are those LPGA professionals who, you know, in their areas, they're they're the minority when they're when they're going back and forth at the club. But they they just love this game so much and want to introduce so many more people to it um, because of the love and joy that they get from from their profession. And that was really motivating and inspiring to me as well. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to take those lessons into kind of the next level that I shifted at, um, which was the, through the LPGA foundation. And so my focus there was on really developing marketing initiatives for, um, LPGA, USGA girls golf. And so I had a chance to both rebrand, um, that program in addition to help to amplify it and bring more girls, um, to the game through campaigns and initiatives that would get them excited about golf. You know, that was another area of participation that was that was lacking. I think at the time there were, I think girls represented maybe 15 to 17% um, of, of junior golfers, which is low because women are, you know, we're 50, 51% of, of, of the population. Um, and so that was an incredible experience, being able to, again, work really closely with a lot of golf professionals, uh, LPGA teaching professionals who are passionate about the game, um, but getting creative in how we marketed marketed the program to girls, right? It, it had to be social. It had to be fun. It couldn't be super serious. It had to be different from, from the approach that, um, you know, was being used in golf prior to that time. Um, and then from there, I, I had a chance to... Um, uh, really focus on women, you know, another underserved group uh, through launching the LPGA Women's Network, which was intended to be really a, a digital space to inspire more women to pick up the game um, and use storytelling and providing resources, because for a lot of women, that's what kept them away, right? There wasn't 
they weren't playing because of a lack of interest. It was just the level of intimidation um, and discomfort that they felt showing up to a very male um, space that wasn't wasn't necessarily um, created or catering to um, the uniqueness of their, you know, the experience that that attracts them to activities that they do. And so, you know, those have really um, given me an opportunity to do what I can to make even just a little bit of a difference. I think that's what really motivates um, me is, you know, being a minority, being a Black woman, kind of knowing what it feels like uh, to be uncomfortable and feeling like I have a good idea of how golf can um, do better at welcoming in um, different groups of people. I've just been very fortunate, very blessed to be in a position to, to, to do something about it um, from, a, from a corporate level. So um, that's very much what motivates me. And um, I'm just lucky to have a chance to have had a hand in some of those things. That's really special. Thank you for sharing that to the detail that you did. Tell me about, like, as you head in now on your one-year anniversary with Youth <laughs> On Course, having just come off of that answer a little bit too, as well as like what inspires you, what are you excited for in 2021? Yeah, you know, I'm excited to keep building on on this momentum. You know, I think, and you alluded to this a little bit earlier too, that one of the gaps in golf is is really is really the cost, right? We can we can do as an industry, you know, everything that we can to develop incredible junior golf programs, make sure that we have the best instruction and the most, you know, nurturing environment for young people to learn the game. But the intention is not for them to just stay on the lesson tee or remain in junior camps. We really want them out on the golf course experiencing golf. That's the fun. That's the, that's the, you know, the best part about golf is actually getting on the course um, to playing. So if, uh, if we don't address the cost barrier, we're doing ourselves, uh, unfortunately, a disservice. And there's a large portion um, of families and young people who, you know, would not be able to participate in this game if it weren't for programs uh, like Youth on Course. We hear that pretty often um, from our members that that this is what is um, making this sport possible for for families. And so, you know, our goals as an organization are to continue. You know, now that we've expanded into all fifty states, is to really, you know. Um, strengthen our roots in each one of these markets so that we have more courses available, um, more members uh, and or prospective members who know about Youth on Course and can start taking advantage of um, the opportunities to learn and play and experience. Really, you know, what it's about is all of the values and lessons that this game can can teach you, right? We're our aim is at transforming lives. Yes, we want kids playing golf, but the golf course is an incredible teacher um, for people. And there are, um, you know, lessons and experiences that we know young people really, really benefit from um, during their time on the golf course, in addition to strengthening those relationships with people that they meet while they're there. And so that's what we're after is just expanding um, the landscape, uh, what we're able to offer for young people and making sure that they're aware um, and can benefit from it too. Yeah. It's powerful to think about, you know, all of the experiences that we have, but the, the values and the traits that we've picked up along the way 
in our journey with golf, however long that's been. And you and I could probably devote an entire podcast to that kind of topic and still not come away with a firm type of answer as Mm -hmm. to, you know, how we're a better person today versus how we were 10 years ago or five years ago because of golf. But being able to create those spaces and opportunities and confidence and acceptance for youth to feel comfortable going to the golf course and to then take out of that what they can is powerful Mm -hmm. and is just absolutely awesome. As we wrap up, shout out Youth on Course, how people can get involved. Obviously, I will include some VSGA-centric information, but conclude us with how to get involved with Youth on Course, the website, social handles, etc. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can find us online at youthoncourse.org. We are everywhere on social media, very simply at YOC Golf. And, you know, all of the opportunities that we're able to provide those subsidies are really driven by individual and corporate donors. So, you know, I'd certainly recommend for anyone interested in supporting access for young people to check out our website as well. Um, in addition to VSGAs to actually donate um, to help provide subsidies for young people to play. Awesome. Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Golf in the Commonwealth and big thanks to Ashley McLaughlin. I hope you'll take a second and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and please rate us and leave a review. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the fairway soon.